Munching on some chips here. Um, <clears throat> so if you hear me making some crispy sounds, uh, that's what that is. Um, hopefully, some of you guys caught that fetch AI uh, move yesterday. Kind of broke out at like 80 cents, and I mentioned it um, breaking out, and it's at like 86 now. So if you're in that, you you might have made a little bit of a gain, like nine percent or something. Anyway, um, it looks like it's going to run. So I think. Fetch will probably run to like its all time high of dollar twenty. Um, it seems like uh, the AI stuff is getting a bit of a push again because of the Sora shit from OpenAI, sparking people's AI imaginations again and all that. So I don't have much of it right now, but like if you're in it, I think AI shit will keep running just fine. Um, so pretty much anything AI related seems to be somewhat popular. Um, including things that are like GPU and CPU mining farm type things like Akash. It's at about 357 now too, and it's at its last FIB level before all-time high. Um, same as um, same as Fetch AI. Um, it has no more FIB levels before all-time high either. Uh, so it looks like it's going to make it and run. Um, so yeah, if you're in Fetch, good luck with that. Um, let's see here. So obviously, <clears throat> Zephyr keeps moving up. Um, this was sort of like a, a move everyone kind of expected. Ultimately, um, we all kind of expected, um, uh, you know, to eventually sort of break the. I guess this like fib at like twenty three dollars. Um, it Zephyr failed last time back in January, and then dumped all the way down to like ten dollars and sixty cents or something. Uh, I think $10.20 sort of found a new bottom <clears throat> and then finally came back up to this level and kind of broke above it just now. So um, I think it's mostly upside from here. I mentioned yesterday, like my target for hitting all time high was um, uh, basically the 21st of the month. That would be exactly 90 days from the previous high. Uh, that's of course just um, three days away. Can we move to a 2x in three days? Sure, why not? Um, in fact, last time Zeph was at these prices, we moved to all-time high from the previous time we were 25 to get to 50 bucks. It took like maybe a matter of, I don't know, days, kind of like four to five days. <clears throat> so it can definitely do it again pretty easily. I remember how fast these moves go. Hopefully everybody loaded up pretty good at like... Um, the sub $20 level and added to your bags, got some DCAs in or whatever, or at least uh, feel good with your position on Zephyr. Um, let's see here. Um, anyway, so it's, it's target would be for me, you know, copying sort of Caspa's chart would be 
$52 by the 21st or so. That'd be pretty sweet, obviously. Uh, it'd be a very similar move to the last time we went um, to 52. And then, of course, the odds that we're going to head beyond that are pretty good, given that the rest of the market shows pretty good strength. You know, Bitcoin's been holding up at its levels, and all the other alts have been largely completed consolidation for a few months and are ready to sort of move again. So I think timing-wise, we're in great shape here to run to next levels for Zephyr. Um, you know, what would be a rational target? I, again, I'm, I think like 5x off of the previous high, which coincides with like a FIB at $263 would be a very good target to reach. Um, you never know with these things, so it's really hard to know when to gamble. Could you even run all the way to 400 you know, like to a billion market cap at $400? It's possible. Um, <clears throat> I think it also depends on how fast things move. So the better move would be to hit every FIB, like retrace from each one, spend a week, spend a couple of weeks, then go to the next FIB, then retrace a bit for a couple of weeks, then on and on. So you basically like a sawtooth pattern that keeps going up and up and doesn't let anyone get a really, really easy buy-in where you have this sort of trickle-up phenomenon. So if it does, if the price does that um, with current trajectory, you'd be at um, $400 market cap level by about, in fact, let me draw a little bit of a trend line here just to kind of get an idea here. <clears throat> yeah, you'd be at like $400 or so by about early April. Um, with current trajectory, um, you know, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, that would be kind of a very bullish case. Um, it'd be even better than running straight to hundred bucks now, 140 now, because if it goes straight up, of course, we have to consolidate some more sideways. Um, so sometimes, um, a bigger pump is not necessarily automatically advantageous, although bigger pumps advertise your coin much better. So when people see the pump on crypto bubbles or on whatever their app and it's sending them alerts that such and such coin has gone up it's kind of an advertisement for that coin right how many of you have not been sucked in by the excitement of some other coin going up and the price um ticker you know showed strong action <clears throat> and uh, the higher it goes of course the more euphoria you get the more euphoria you get you the more tweets and retweets you get especially from new people so what you want to see this time around is um are there new people that bought zephyr at the lows or any time at this price range, and are they now tweeting? And if you see them, um, if you see them posting messages, be sure to like their messages and follow them and whatever. Because the more um, the more welcome they feel, the more likely they're going to tweet some more shit, right? So you want that to happen. So um, that's the benefit of the free advertising of Web two. Uh, if you don't take care, take advantage of it, then that's up to you. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, simple stuff to make price pump is basically just like engage with everybody's um, charts and tweets and jokes and whatever the fuck else. And, uh, and number will go up. Um, it's just how this shit works. Social sentiment and whatnot. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, we've also broken out against the BTC chart um, as far as Zephyr's concerned. So we're kind of in the middle ground between the next fib and then the all-time high is the last one above that. So I think the odds of reaching there are pretty good. Again, like, do we pop to those levels in the next three days? Um, back to high, I think it's very possible. <clears throat> so that's kind of the plan for Zephyr at the moment. Um, we other, The other day we talked about how you could convert your Zephyr to ZSD in your wallet if you don't want, you want to keep all of that sort of secret and you don't want to 
sort of dump on the market, then you can you can convert without affecting the market price by converting to ZR, uh, ZSD um, at your leisure. Um, let's see here. In fact, let's see what the the price is now. Um, so yeah, the spot price is twenty five dollars and five cents. The moving average price of Zephyr is already up to twenty three dollars and seventy one cents. So it doesn't lag that far behind. We're talking about like you know a few percentage difference in um yeah you're, you're talking about a few percent difference in terms of the spot to market average diff market i mean sorry moving average difference um so you, you have to decide if that's right for you as far as um if you want to stay private converting to zsd you don't want to dump the market let's say you're a whale or whatever that's how you're gonna be able to sell i mean or convert <clears throat> without losing um, like making the chart look bad. So a bullish sign will be as the price goes up, <clears throat> you see more and more like people converting to Zeph stable dollars. So let's say we go to Zeph at like a hundred bucks and you see that the number of Zeph stable dollars doubles. That's really bullish because those are people who are probably going to get their Zeph back when it goes down. And it's bullish because it doesn't dump the price of Zephyr either. Um, and it means that like more and more people are understanding the ecosystem and know how to use it. Um, which is a good sign because that means like, remember the flywheel effect is if less people leave the ecosystem, the more likely number go up over the long run. Um, I mentioned yesterday that like the analysis of Caspa's chart, which is another proof of work chain that now is close to $4 billion market cap. Um, it ran up very similar to Zeph um, in the early days. And in those early days, um, very similar price action to Zephyr, you know, what it's seeing now. Um, if it replicates CASPA pretty closely, that means we're going to hit all-time high for Zephyr in the next um, several days. And if we do that, then there is no reason to believe we won't have, in many ways, similar price action to CASPA. It is a bit harder to list um, privacy tokens, but there's plenty of people going to Mexi and whatever to buy shit. So, you know, I don't know. If it goes up, people will probably figure out how to buy it. And um, I think if we do another run here, um, let's say we have another impulsive move here to about 250 to 400. That'd be really nice. If that happens, then um, the odds that, um, you know, as liquidity goes up, the odds that you get new listings at different places and the odds that you're going to have people buy the next retracement go up as well. So usually newbies are the ones that are buying on the high, you know, when the price goes really too high, but they're also the ones buying the dip. So that's what I did. I bought early on. And I bought too little at like six bucks, and then I bought a whole lot more at 30, 25, you know, 27, 23, 21. I, I bought all the way down. Pretty much whenever, whatever, whatever my mood was, I just went and bought. That's basically how I bought what's it. Average, yeah. What's your average uh, position opening, Seth? I didn't calculate it exactly, but it's probably sitting somewhere like, uh, it's probably under 20, something like that. Because I bought a lot no... at 17, I bought more at like 15, I bought more at 12. I'm assuming you bought and moved off uh, the exchange straight away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just moved straight oh, off. Fair. See, no, I've left it on there because it's just for tracking as well, like easier for me. And yeah. Mexi it, it, is um, a little bit dicey. I would probably remove it. Um, it's I've very heard they're only, well, I've heard they're only dicey with futures if you're doing like a 200X or yeah, 100X you get lucky. But the spot, I've never heard of any issues. Yeah. Either but, way, I think like... Um, well, my plan is this. Because if you, anytime you leave it on exchange, then you don't know how much they're paper trading your coins either. I guess they could paper trade it no matter what you do, but um, 
it's generally well my plan was just going to be transfer it to another coin anyway and then uh obviously cash out like that done (laughs) i just put it in my trust wallet and uh yeah cash out when i want to cash out anyway but it's like some kind of delisting or something happens and you you get in trouble so you you i don't know i wouldn't yeah if it's a small amount of money whatever it doesn't matter but like if it's any serious i wouldn't leave it on there for sure so it's only half a grand so yeah i'm sure as fuck not leaving it on there (laughs) like i've got Way too much to bother doing that. But yeah, anyway. Um, so um, what else? Um, so yeah, I, I think like price target wise, we have plenty of upside. I think right now it's still early. Um, what constitutes a breakout for this? I would say the most obvious breakout layer, like level for this coin right now. Um, let me pull up my volume profile. But basically, you've got one is you have like, um, the big volume level was 17, 18 bucks. So number one, we've already passed that in terms of resistance. Um, and then sort of like there were some pretty big volume bars all the way up to about $23. We've passed that as well. There is a sort of fib level at 28 ish. And really that level is where the last sort of volume resistance is after that. I mean, the number of people that bought zephyr at 35 or 30 dollars to 52 dollars are very small like there are some people that bought but not many how do we know that because there's like a volume profile that shows this and therefore like there was more um selling to the market which is what dumps the price than there were real new buyers so therefore like when you look at this like um volume profile you know that once you start passing about 30 bucks it's just going to take off like you might see thirty dollars to fifty dollars like within hours or something like it will just go why because there's just not many sellers at that point and um not only that but some a lot of those people aren't going to sell either because like if you waited this long why the hell are you going to sell at a break even makes no sense at all so um you know unless you just hate the coin or something um so i think like as you go higher the resistance goes less and less and then you know that's where we joke about like once you go into price discovery, you basically have blue skies. There are everyone's in the green who's still held, and therefore, like everyone just holds until it goes to whatever next level. Um, and as the price goes up, the social media fervor starts to, you know, go wild. Um, I think like it would be a very nice move to see us hit almost like, you know, let's say about like between March and April to hit something like two sixty plus would be a really really great move. Um, I think most people here would be quite happy if that happened. Um, and you have to be careful. The faster it goes up, the more likely that what I'm going to do is I'm going to convert from Zeph to ZSD and not try to make that trade on the exchange. Because number one, um, it would make me nervous, like moving um, huge amounts of money through MEXC. That's the first thing. Because remember, the the quantitative values of your assets are much higher at that point. The second thing is I don't want the you know, I don't want to create like price dumping on the chart, um, which makes the chart look worse. If the chart looks really bad, new buyers are not going to want to come. So like, I don't want to have that happen. So I'd much rather just do something, even if I lose some money in the conversion, I think I would probably favor doing that in terms of like, that's the lowest risk thing to do than to move large amounts of money back and forth. Um, and, uh, you know, like, should I do some conversions to ZSD along the way, maybe at like 100 bucks, 140 bucks, et cetera? That's another option is just not trying to time it, is just like convert as you go. And then um, if you get lucky and there's a nice dip, well, you can just buy it back if you want. That's easy. Or convert it back. 
that's pretty easy, right? So there's definitely some good options there um, in terms of like simple ways to use the ecosystem to your favor. Um, and that's what's really cool about this. Like you have uh, options that other ecosystems don't have. You can convert to ZSD in your wallet, um, albeit there's some fees and, and slippage type issues with the moving average. You could um, soon ZephyrSwap is going to open up, in which case you could use that to do some conversions if you'd like. And then, of course, you can go to your centralized exchanges. And you can I also think, use multi, you can use multiple centralized exchanges. We talked about that as well, like yesterday. I think uh, Lizeth posted something saying that the first little swaps will be going live in the next 24 hours. This was yesterday. Uh, obviously, Lizeth, correct us if you're wrong. If I'm wrong. Yep, there you go. Perfect. So uh, the swaps have already started. So, well, we'll be starting oh, soon. Did it start? Um, I mean, yeah, look. it's only small small amounts now. And then, uh, obviously, the, the, after he's done his testing and his groundwork, I reckon it'll go up more. Am I, am I right, Zeph? No? I'm wrong. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, yeah, well, right now it's still disabled. So it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to do anything yet, right? He did say within 24 hours, 22 uh hours or 23 hours ago so he's got he's got some time so it's coming soon okay so coming soon okay he's doing his thumbs down beforehand so i'm assuming coming soon is the correct one whatever the fuck that means yeah he said 100 after that so uh yeah no it's co- coming right. soon so next few days yeah Zef? okay okay so, cool they're working on it Anyway, there's no rush anyway. We like it's better to get it right than to rush it. Doesn't matter. Um, in all reality. <laughs> like getting it right is really, really important, um, as far as security and everything else. So well good. Um anyway, but yeah, like remember these these things can move very quickly. Mm, I do think like if you're gonna FOMO into Zephyr, now would be the time like where there's reasonable confirmation. Again, you never really know, like, could you go to thirty seven bucks and then have another correction? It's possible. But um and how long does it, and really when you talk about correction, you're talking about really how long does it last? Because if you look at the last move up for Zephyr, the date, the volatility was like wild, right? You went from like $14 to 25 and then it dumped down to like 15 again. And then it went to 25 again, and then it dumped down to 20 again, right? So you're not going to know if you are in some kind of a reversal or correction. Like this is the problem when people say, oh yeah, just trade it. Like you can trade, you know, you you can sell it at fifty bucks and buy it back at ten. Yeah, sure. I mean, you if you time it perfectly, but the reality is that like at any given moment, it looks like the thing's going to correct because you might see twenty percent drops on a day. So you're not going to really know for sure. Um, and the other thing is like if you look at the volume right now, I think we are at. Um, let me see where we are. Um, yeah, we're at 2.2 million trading volume, which is not that dissimilar to the last run up where we'd have numbers like this. And, um, this is a good place to be in terms of overall volumes. Um, it means that like the odds that you're going to have a buyer, if you get a dip are quite high and that's, what's been going on. And then like on the way up, um, you know, like, are we going to have like a blow off top in volume like the previous time? Maybe, but here's the thing, like. Our largest volume on Zephyr last time on the way up was like at 25 bucks. Like if I'm pulling, I have the chart in front of me right now. Like the highest volume bar on the daily was quite truly at $24. We ran to 52 even after volume is already like, you know, pulling back. So there's no way to tell how high this goes based on any kind of metric that you can imagine. 
um, you just won't know. So um, if you desire to sell some at some point, just do it. Like, you know, if you think some guru or whatever the fuck's going to tell you what to do, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Like it's literally like I'm looking at the chart right now. There's no way for you to known last time it was going to go to 52. If anything, it, the volume, you know, and you don't know the volume's not going to keep going up, right? It's one thing to say, oh, like, you know, three and a half million dollars a day is high volume. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. How do you know it's not going to go to 10 million volume? You don't know. So you don't even know where the top of the volume actually is. It's just all guessing. So this is a way to sort of like think about, think this through in terms of like, you don't like no amount of technical analysis will tell you for sure. You can just simply manage expectations with it. That's it. Um, anyway, so there's that. Um, what else here? Um, it's like Kajira has been kind of like stuck in a rut going sideways for a bit. It's like two, 371. Hopefully it starts to run. Uh, Chainlink has been going sideways at about 20 bucks for, oh, I don't know, like uh, what amount, what's amounted to like a week or two. So that looks like it's getting ready to run now too. Um, that's at $20.13. I told some coworkers about it. I'm like, look, if you want a really easy, low risk thing that you can pick up in any exchange and you know you're comfortable with a 10 you know 50 percent decline just randomly then it has really good upside um still on the timeline i don't see a whole lot of people that seem like they know what Chainlink does which is going to be to their detriment um it's like one of the easiest plays in the high cap system like i don't know in crypto ever maybe i mean like seriously it's really easy like like the technicals are so good i mean the 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 fundamentals are so good in terms of the, the technology at this point, it's simply a matter of, do they get like, uh, do they get the social media attention that they deserve or not? And, um, I think they're posting way more shit than anybody. Like, I don't know any particular project in crypto right now that posts as much as Chainlink does. So that to me is a really, really plus sign. The minus might be that Chainlink tends to sell on its, on its users, which they need to do in order to, in order to like run their operations. So that would be the downside, but that doesn't really prevent you from running during a bull market. So I'm not too worried about it. But anyway, just uh, some thoughts on that. Still cheap, I think, for Chainlink right now, relatively speaking. Its FIB level is $21. It is now at $20 and what, 30, 13 cents. And then it's got like one more FIB level before, and then, uh, then all time high. So really, like Chainlink to do a two and a half X from here would be like, I'm estimating that at about April 15th. That would be just short of two months from now for a two and a half X is fairly probable, I would say, based on just even past price action, much less a new bull market with uh, new fundamentals. You were saying, uh, Chugs? About what? Uh, I've, I've had the uh, mic on mute while you've been talking. No, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I heard you mumbling something, or maybe, maybe uh, Bikram here did. Oh, fuck, it's Bikram. Uh, I'm going quiet. <laughs> Bikram, do you have anything to add to any of this? We're just talking, uh, just like your mic noises. Yes, I have, I'm having some meditations right now. Okay. What are you meditating on? About the crypto thing, you know, I have to concentrate about the green candles, you know, which token uh -huh. I can see green candles next day. This is why. And I see I today I help pump injective like fourteen percent. No. Oh, good, good. You That's can awesome. see yeah, the we... AI narrative works for injective. You know, 
Yeah. In the meantime, like we we've gotten Zephyr from uh, twelve bucks to twenty five bucks. I told you about Zephyr, and I don't know what you're doing with Injective, but whatever. You do your like, thing. Like, <laughs> it's two already two x right right now. Zephyr. Yeah, it two x off the bottom, and it's going to do another two x to its prior high in just about. I'm guessing in three days. So there you go. Still, you know, still it's it's much much it's it's still in the buying zone or it's overpriced. No, it's good. Uh, under thirty is sort of like mm, the last resistance is thirty bucks. So I would say yeah. like it's definitely in the buy. Put it this way: I have bought Zephyr from thirty dollars all the way down to ten. It's at twenty five now. So there you go. I have made purchases higher than this in already. So it's definitely in the buying zone as far as I'm concerned. Actually, what, why this AI token pumping today, you know, these injectives and these other things pumping today, I just, I just want to know the, what is the logical AI reason? Stuff? Just because like the, the open AI Sora shit got everyone excited about AI again. That's why. Uh, so it's not about my meditation, right? No, I'm pretty sure your meditation's useless, yeah. Unless, okay. I don't know, unless you got a direct like message from God and God said, hey, we're going to make token pump. I don't know. I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm gonna, like, maybe your meditation made a pump. That's possible, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to close that. I don't want to close my mind off too much, but. He's Bruce. Unless that's Bruce. No, no, wait, there's Bruce. Oh, okay. No, finally, yeah. same space. Bruce, can you talk at the same time as uh, Vikram, please? I'm hoping that, like, today is also when there's going to be sort of like a sort of bull flag breakout for Chainlink as well. It just started running now. It's like $20.16. It's just kind of climbing today. So I think it could have its break. And I think when it starts to run, I think it just simply goes straight to the top high. Maybe it just runs all the way to 53 bucks before a pullback. It's quite possible. That would be pretty good. Because, like, Injective's close to high. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Injective's over high. Um, What's it called? Um, Other stuff that's like high. Fetch is reaching high. Akash is reaching all-time high. Everything is kind of close to its previous highs in terms of anything that's, like, popular this season. Uh, so definitely the stuff. Quite a few things have made some progress. Hey, Bruce. Um, oh, and Finn, uh, were you going to say something, Finn? Hmm, I have a question. Yeah, sure. Um, so say you have this hypothetical person, let's call him Bob, and Bob um, took some really good advice and now is a year later offloading the Zephyr. And I'm just, Bob, Bob is curious about... Um, uh, like the off ramps that are going to be available then like yeah they'll probably be like some of the same things as monero has up like you can pay for your amazon purchases and such but is there like i'm just wondering about like substantial off ramping yeah if you like if you're you're rich in the thing and you're like wait what do i got what do i do with this thing well the the good good thing is like you could basically off ramp really slowly because like because you can convert to zsd the benefit is you have plenty of time to slowly sort of like, you know, maybe trade your way back to Zephyr. You don't have to worry about the price action and slowly you can kind of like off ramp in various places. Cause the thing is a lot of those exchanges have small liquidity, right? 
So this is why, like, even if you're a Monero OG or something and you have like, I don't know, you have you know, $50 million of Monero, you can't just go and dump it on one day. Right. You're, you're going right. to dump the market. So this is a problem for anybody that's early in any coin. If it's, if, if it does really well, you're sort of like, a, you're sort of a, um, like, you know, you're trapped because of this problem <laughs> because so, yeah, I mean, even the guy that like, you know, made giga millions on Shiba Inu buying it at the, like at the very literal bottom and um, wrote it all the way to the top with his diamond hands. And he talks about how he can't really sell his Shiba tokens. He's just like, <laughs> he's like paper rich, but if he starts selling, it's going to affect the market. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, but yeah, with this, at least nobody can tell if a whale is selling. So that does help. But yeah, I mean, I think one way to do it would be to convert to uh, ZSD over time and then just slowly off ramp, you know, various amounts as you see fit. So, um, and then of course, like as the market cap goes up, typically liquidity in various places deepens as well. So it's, it may not be as bad as you think. And, and then a corollary to that is that, like, say you just go like the Coinbase route or what have you. I, I can't imagine a scenario where they're like, okay, this is, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, they can't prove the ins and outs and the backs and forth is with the ZSD and such, but they're they're gonna be. I don't. I, I just I can't see them not like flagging it and not like getting. Yeah, it's not, and, like the odds that you're gonna have it show up on, uh, like on a Coinbase is low. That's just that's just life. Um, I think what we have to hope for is that there's more decentralized exchanges emerge. Right. I guess I'm talking about like you, if you're like offloading that amount of tether. Right. You mean you're saying like if you suddenly emerge with like, you right. show up with your hundred million dollar bag, and you're like, wait, exactly. where the fuck did you get that from? Yeah. That's exactly. Yep. So, right. so I mean, if you're worried about that, the simple answer is just simply have. Like any transaction you do, just put it on a spreadsheet and save that amount. So, you know, like, you know, as long as you pay taxes, nobody gives a shit, right? Right. How you made it, like if you traded your way to infinity, that's fine. It's perfectly legal. Um, in fact, there, there's nothing particularly in the U.S. Um, there's no legality against using ring signature based uh, coins at this point. So mm-hmm. anything you have from before any kind of change happens, um, legally or otherwise, you're fine. So I wouldn't worry about it. They still have Monero on uh, on uh, what's it called uh, on Kraken still, uh-huh. and then they still have um, like Zcash and Dash and shit like that. They still have it on Coinbase. So there's there's no like there's been no change in terms of privacy tokens regarding like the major U.S. exchanges at all at this point. Uh huh. So, Coinex. Oh no, Coinex isn't isn't. I, um, I don't know where I don't know where Coinex is exactly. Coinex. Um, won't let you offload it without KYC. Like they, okay, they, they got you in like in the they they had they um like midway all of a sudden one day they're like a month ago they were like nope you can't offload it unless you KYC. So right, that's why um, like there's different types of issues depending on how big your bags are. Basically, yeah, that's definitely a problem. Yeah. Anyway. Can I can I uh, um, ask for an elaboration on that? Maybe this is um, amateurish, but and, and Finn, maybe this also wasn't what you were asking. But um, when you move like a, a, an exorbitant amount of money to like Coinbase and they flag it, right? As Finn was talking about, like say it is Tether or say it's Bitcoin, 
do they not like do a, a chain audit to make sure you're not laundering money? Is that what you mean, Finn? Like they're going to look back and see that it there's, came there's from no the way for them. To, there's no way for anyone to know that. The only thing anyone cares about right now is whether or not you have uh, paid your taxes or not. So let's say you bought, you send like, you know, a thousand bucks to somewhere and you, you buy a coin, that coin goes up in value, you sell it, you know, technically you owe taxes and shit for that. That's what it is. And that's yeah. what you're going to get in trouble for if you don't, you don't get that covered. So Coinbase, hold on, let me finish. Both of those are automatically flagging any movement of anything over 10,000 in, in or out of your account. You're automatically reported to the IRS. Right. Yeah. So if the U.S. For, at this for point, AML, like, right? But, yeah. Any major exchange, legal. yeah, you try to avoid taxes, you're just basically playing with the federal market's office. That's fine, but but I was under the impression that Coinbase held certain transactions that they suspected um, for... Uh, no, uh, not really. No. no, there hasn't been much, like, there hasn't been anything really significant if in terms of, like, yeah, but laundering is a whole different process. Like, what, what do you mean by laundering? Like, I, laundering, I, I, like, you I, have a front business, and now you're, like, you know, you're trying yeah, so, to money in and out of that business. That well, like, yeah, w well aware. You from know, illegitimate, illeg gains. illegitimate gains. Yeah, like if you yeah, sold so drugs and you converted them to some, you know, uh, cash or crypto or something, and you want to funnel that through what's considering like a legitimate business, like I don't know, yeah, you yeah, have a laundromat, yeah, yeah it, right, and you make up, that. you make up a bunch of fake customers that came to your laundromat, Which show that layering. you made like, yeah, yes, yeah, you made a hundred thousand dollars layering. But but I'm, I mean Whatever, specifically yeah. specifically does, like Coinbase isn't going to hold transactions like really large transactions like if you bring two hundred grand of something into Coinbase there's no reason for them to hold it because I was reading that nah. they occasionally hold on to that shit for for a, a little while. Uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean it depends I guess on how if you're like a really small customer and suddenly all sorts of major money's moving I guess maybe I doubt it though. I have never seen Coinbase hold anything. Um, before, okay. so I'm not really sure. Yeah, that was that was more the point of concern, right? So, um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Sorry, Seth. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a major issue. Like, um, I mean, if you're moving millions, I mean, people move a lot of money through Coinbase on a daily basis, man. Like, just a bot trading thing, like, might move lots of money here and there. Arbitrage people, like, stuff moves everywhere on that thing. I don't even know how they would start. In fact, they yeah. want lots of trades and trades but it, but they money. Oh, yeah. People move millions in single transactions through Coinbase. Oh, yeah. Tens of millions. What the hell? Yeah, you're, nobody gives a fuck about your 100000 or whatever. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> the, the amounts <laughs> we're talking big, about big, are serious amounts. Coinbase yeah. have their own uh, division specifically for big players like that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it, it's literally you, you can use their – it's like Coinbase Pro or something like that. And like, yeah, that's that's where the big fish are moving millions through, and obviously, yeah. No, any Coinbase, Coinbase Pro and, and Coinbase Non Pro are pretty much the same now. It's like, it's like just flip a switch on your app; Emerged, it's nothing special. Yeah. But you don't have to be like some special insider or some shit. But like, the basic bottom line is like, no, you can move a lot through these things. If you're basically reporting taxes every year of some kind with crypto, and you don't have much to worry about because. So Coinbase says, okay, this guy has been moving coins in and out of this exchange, or maybe they sold a lot of stuff, bought a lot of stuff, whatever. And you have been submitting like substantial taxes and stuff in your every year. 
then people aren't, they're probably not even going to audit you, honestly. If you report something, you're probably not going to be audited. You know, but if you like, you know, if you, on the one hand, you're playing around on Kraken and Coinbase and shit, and then you don't submit anything, then guess what? Like someone's going to be sending you a letter at some point. It's just a matter of time because that, I think they're going to go heavier on that sort of thing now than they used to. Probably. I, I was under the impression that people who were making like multi-million dollar transactions in Bitcoin were using like OTC desks too. Yeah, you can definitely do OTC OTC type trades and stuff for sure. Oh, that's a different thing. Coinbase custody and stuff does that. I might get a phone call here, by the way. Might hopefully it doesn't get us dis disconnected in some way. Vicar, uh, what are you doing back there? I can barely hear it. Sitar music. Yes, I said I'm meditating. Okay. Um, hmm. Bruce, what have you been up to? He's meditating too. I see that. Uh, Bruce, do you have, do you have any, that's all do you have any questions for? Do you have any questions for the decentralized guru? By the way, I know you've been following him very closely. None at all, really. Where are you right now? Grocery shopping or something? Yeah. Anyway, Bruce is kind of silent right now. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. As far as like. Yeah, taxes and this, that, and the other thing. I think like uh, with Zephyr, um, it really depends. Like, I think the question is, are you actually going to leave the ecosystem or not? And uh, that that's, I think, the bigger piece of the, that's the bigger question. That's why like it, for a very, very large scale thing, like where I, I don't have to worry about these things, I just have my chain link or whatever. I'll sell it for profit or whatever, and um, I'll use it, that money for whatever I feel like it. With Zephyr, it's just a slightly different position. I think when it goes up in value, you have to just think about it differently and how you're going to use it. Yeah, but for us peons who don't have multi, multi millions of crypto to uh, hide from the tax, <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah, well, we're probably going to, I mean, I think I'm going to keep some in. Personally, I think I'm only going to get rid of two thirds of my bags when it hits a certain price point. But that's yeah, just just part of the game, isn't it? You're gonna leave a little bit there and just let it ride. Yeah, I'll probably leave ten, just ten tokens. See what happens. And yeah, I mean, as long as I make, I mean, technically I'm already in profit now. So as long as I make a decent amount of money from it, I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> hmm. Um, Bikram, are you done yet? Yes, your, kind of, you know. Is your um how's your injective shilling been going? Yeah, it's going fine, absolutely fine. What kind of new things have you tried? Yes, I do some kind of you know graphics and video content creations and kind of memes and funny things. It's it's six, et cetera, et cetera. And okay. you can see my works and it's good. I think good because you know I also getting offer from other projects also they want me to pump their tokens. So I kind of don't have time in my real life jobs. This kind of sucks. 
And so you're going to be a professional, a professional uh, Indian multi-coin pumper then? No, I don't do this stuff. You know, Indians are really stupid in this crypto things. They already, they always buy and end up in a exit back liquidity. And this is why they are going to beat me up. So I don't want to deal with Indian audience. You know, my target is different. And Indian audience always, always end up in a like exit back liquidity. You can also have this. Your, uh, your, your target audience is Hawaiians, isn't it? No, my target audience is, you know, some rich guys from first world countries. This is my target audience. What about and your you family? Are... Your family still your targets? What family? Hmm. I don't have family. I born you... in stars. The family that you convinced to buy Luna when it crashed. I don't have family. You are misconcepting me, you know? This is a, uh, some kind of. Uh, is that a previous life? Previous life of yours? No, I am not. You are. You are talking about someone else. That was not me. Chugga, you're talking about Bikram. This is decentralized guru. Oh, yeah, sorry. Completely I got I got confused because Sefi called him Bikram about six times. Same. So I uh, just assumed it was same, the same person. Same voice, different. People. Oh, he's he's not taking his bipolar meds. All right, fair enough. Speaking of injective, um, finally my bag is back up nicely here, so I'm gonna offload this thing. Um, got like five grand in injective. Where would you guys put it today? Would you throw it straight in Link, or would you throw it? Because like I have way too much Zeph. Where would you throw it? Straight into Link, or or maybe? Wait, why are you messing with your injective right now? Bad idea. No, why are you messing with the now? Like, why do you want to sell it? My average buy price is twenty five bucks. I was thinking about putting it in something uh, a little safer. Um, I, I think it's like, like it pretty much ran to like forty four or something. That would have been the time to sell. At this point, it's already like running back up to its prior high, and it's probably going to run. I would leave it alone. Just hold yeah, it. I mean, yes. it's, it's next. Yes. It's next levels are like fifty eight and like ninety two. It'll probably hit those. Yes, at, at least they are going to hit 50 this time, you know. This is the third time they are going to try trying to break the 45 levels. And this is why I'm meditating. And do not sell your back right now. It is going to break 40, 45, definitely. Okay. Duly noted. Yeah. So, Sefi, you were telling me just to hold at this point now. Yeah, like, um, the last time I sold this, it was like... I mean, it was like, I think like $42 and I sold it and I swapped it into, I think Zephyr at the time. Uh, but that was with Zephyr being lower and now I'm up. Right. But now like injectors are get Bruce. <laughs> Thanks. Now coach. hold is the short version of that. Drew. That's the snort that says that this is boring. He doesn't like your injective uh, discussion at all. Bruce, what if I switch it into winner? What would you think then? Winner or ox? Um, <clears throat> I just don't like crypto. See what you've done. Should have figured. Should have figured. Damn it. I'm sorry. Hey, Bruce, how did you wind up with that lunk discussion yesterday? What was the point of that? I was told there was a group of people saying that autism is a scam. 
<laughs> and uh, there were like there were like six people in a in a chat saying how autism is a big scam and everyone's being scammed and all this stuff. So I went in there and yeah. informed them that I just handed it out. Similar <laughs> things happen with me also. People call me scam always, every time. You know, funny. Yeah, yeah. I I just wanted to like because people have these weird conversations in dark corners sometimes. It's quite funny to just appear <laughs> like when they when they least expect it when they're in the dark, like trying to shit talk you or something. But how did it end up becoming like this lunar classic discussion suddenly? I just let them ask questions or whatever. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of them will just be retards forever. But it's yeah. kind of funny just to show up sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, yeah I, have, I have a story also. Like, you know, the people also call me scam. I once I intended to start my class, crypto yoga class, and people advance book my classes. So on the class day, I suddenly I feel ill and I cancel my class. And I never give them class, but they are calling me scam. Is that a scam? I don't think it's a scam. I take their money just. Well, you see, you see, Guru, the, the problem is you've been asking everyone to pay you in, in Amazon and, and Apple gift cards. Yes. That's a good idea. No, that's why they think it's a scam. Okay. No, they pay me in crypto, you know. Can't have you pretending to be the IRS either. That's that's no good. Mm. The um the autism stuff exposed me to a whole new realm of retards. Like in terms of the things people believe in crypto, the things to get mad about and stuff. Sophie, if I told you this stuff, <clears throat> really funny. Huh. Okay. Like, you know, um, I gave out a lot of autism to a lot of people initially. I think I, I st- the initial allocations were like 500k each, right? You got one, other people got one. Everyone really early got one. And then as price went down, I started giving out less and less just because um, it seemed a bit preposterous to give out so much. Um, but then <laughs> there were a whole realm of people who got 500k uh, autism initially. That amount of tokens went up to about $14,000 and is now worth, I think, about 3000 something like that, two and a half, three thousand 3000 around that. So it went up yeah. to, to, to like 14k and then it dumped back down. It dumped back down because like, I think about five, maybe 10% of the total people who were gifted ended up dumping it. Um, they just cheated it immediately. And then um, there were a bunch of people who were mad that their free money had gone from $14,000 to $3,000 and messaged me aggressively, uh, like in a rage that they had lost out on the free money. Hmm. I was thinking of messaging myself. I'm like, what? What the fuck, Bruce? Like, my, but, my but genuine, like... but genuinely wrathful. Really? Yep. Not not just kidding around. No, just not like straight up nasty. Like, we'll never speak to you again, kind of thing. Wait, who who did you give this to that would do that? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> what? What? Actually, actually, uh, two people who did it are very familiar to you. It's not really? me. And they got that upset. Yep, they got that upset. Well, you can definitely learn things about. And they also, they also, uh, a bunch of people did things like uh, theorizing that I was the one who manipulated the pump, and I was the one who dumped it all, like to 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 trap them, make them lose their free money, like really (laughs) insane shit. 
Like I'm, I'm totally serious. Like people it's got mindfuck. so upset and ragey that I just couldn't believe it. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Bruce need a guru, you know. I can pump your token back into some some kind of to the moon. One of them was like, um, uh, you know, why didn't you tell me it was going to dump? I needed this money for my family. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I just handed you free fucking money. <laughs> and, and not only that, but I, I, I said explicitly to loads of people, um, if you need the money, then just fucking sell it. Like, I wouldn't have given it to you in the first place if you weren't allowed to do anything. You do whatever you like. Um, and I'd rather have people who believe in the thing anyway and the, the people who don't leave. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know, just the whole new realm of retardedness. Like the the loss of unrealized free money, making people rage, just insane. Like um, I don't, I like it's it's just been beyond belief for me. Some of this stuff, and not only like random people, but people I've known for ages. Right, that's weird. This is this is why donations never work. You know, people need to stop donate. It's like uh, well, giving away. Uh, money is one of the hardest things to do right. It's really tough. I mean, there, there is a plus side to this, Bruce. It's cheaper to do that and get rid of these people before they take you for more, whether or not it's monetary or, you know, emotional value. And yeah, once they're gone, they're gone, right? You just know not to. Oh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mind. It's just, and I mean, it's kind of inevitable in a way. It's just like funny. It's funny that, um, I don't know. I've often thought like the, the like 90%, maybe 95% or even more people out there just have no internal personal sense of responsibility and also no internal sense of like gratitude or something. It's just like not there. <laughs> and you notice this very strongly in crypto. It's, it's like preposterously funny. It, it's not just crypto though. Like it, it's, it's, I, I think it's anyone between the ages of like 18 and 35, especially nowadays, just have no concept of reality. They're stuck in their whole like bubble of like. Hmm. I mean, it, uh, I, I'll Just give you an example. Uh, I've got a mate. We had a breakup. I, 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 I'd, I'd argue against that, but I, I think that we there's certainly a, a higher correlation of, of that lack of gratitude in crypto. Just because so many people here are either desperate or greedy, you know, it it, it tends to attract the extremes. But yeah, that's pretty fucking yes. funny. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, if if I I'm in the Bruce place, I will spend that money on the hookers, I mean the prostitutes. I will never donate to the people. But you're a sacred man. You can't be doing that. No, who said that? You know, Guru he's, needs he's prostitutes. He's decentralized. Guru. It's not a centralized uh, guru. Guru, he follows his own guru. path. You have to research about the gurus. Gurus need prostitutes and hookers. This is essential. And no, no, nose beers and ski trips too, right? Yes. Yes. It's a blessing, you know? It's a blessing. The prostitutes, prostitutes and the hookers, I bless them with my dick, you know? Everything is God-level things. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just remembering, like, the people who got ragey about autism and stuff. Another one, Sefi, was uh, a bunch of people got ragey because uh, they read my posts and I was like, if you sell autism and disrespect the core intention of kindness of this thing, then you are going to hell and like other stuff and like, like karma is real and da da da. And then they messaged me angry saying, I, I read your posts and I tried to stick very carefully to those rules 
because they freaked me out. And now as a result of sticking to those rules, I've lost $10,000 in free money. <laughs> it's like, like, I, like literally a lot of these conversations, <laughs> like a lot. Um, uh, you know, Anne in the, Anne in the lung community, she's in that boat as well. Ray uh, Ragey, that, that she yeah, lost yeah. some free money and stuff. And then, but there's other people as well, like people we've spoken to for years. Wait, wait, Anne, like autistic Anne. Autistic Anne, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds bad, but she's in it as well. I, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> never have expected her to get fucking angry. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, yeah, she was right. one of the main ones in the space yesterday. Um, about angry about this whole thing. But I think she's she's just people generally just get, people just don't get how these things are valued. It's not like if everyone just sold, it wouldn't just simply hit zero. Well, that's the thing about it. It's like the the market cap yeah. might say if the market cap is ten million and the liquidity is five hundred k, that means that if five ten percent of people sell it, it's near zero. Like they, it's it's, and that's why it's sort of like annoying if you give it to a friend and they sell it immediately. It's because it's like, hang on, it only takes 5% of you to, to kill the thing. That's why it's really selfish. It's like, um, it's like a friend starts a business and you take the direct action that would kill it. Um, and, and of course, like they, they provide the initial liquidity, right? Like I put $10,000 in initially. So it's just dumping into me. It's like saying, thanks for the money, bro. Bye. Coach, are you giving up on this, uh, this uh, karmic mission? Or no, no, it's fine. Wrong? I'm just, I'm just saying it's like an interesting insight into human nature. Um, that, and like, it's almost like the most ridiculous possible position you could put someone in to be angry by giving them free money and then reducing the value in their free money. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, there's something about the whole yeah, concept. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of elegant. It's, it's funny, but it's kind of disgusting, man. Like that's the kind of thing that makes you fucking. Well, crazy. I wouldn't say hate. That's it's ridiculous. just like. Um, I don't know. It's just, but it's reality, isn't it? It's like it's just looking at it clinically. Almost, it's not really a hate thing. Like the whole thing is an experiment. So it's like, oh, look how these people what? behave. When it's when I experiment look, showing like, it, when I when I look from people. above, I see it more like a beautiful snowflake or something. So you, it's like you looking. You're on a big ladder or something, looking down at some kind of snowflake or one of those um, rice patterns that they do in Japan or whatever. And it's like you see the the petals of the fractal. And one of the petals is like people who really believe in the thing. Maybe they give away all of their autism to others. They're trying to make other people feel special. And then you have people who just like hold it, that they want to respect it, but equally they're waiting for a point to dump at some point. And then you have the people who get really ragey about free money. And then you have other people who are like, um, spin some conspiracy about the thing and like think it's some evil thing or whatever. And then, but from above, it's like you have this huge spectrum, right? You have a huge ring. And all around the ring are different reactions to it. I think that that thing from above is really beautiful. Um, some of it is just like preposterously bad um, and like ludicrous human nature for sure and could make you a cynic about humans in general. But from a high level, I think it looks beautiful. It's like all of the, all of the varieties, all of the flavors of human nature are there. Yeah, and it's like a contrast thing too. If you don't have something to compare against, like what is virtue exactly then um so that, like it's interesting how it's like the relativism or whatever makes it uh more apparent like what is bad and what is good interesting yeah like giving away um free money is difficult <laughs>
Ivan, what are you doing today? Fuck, man. I just got out of my uh, 32-hour uh, Amazon night shift delivery driver. It was hell. Oh. Oh. No, I'm just... I thought you were about to say that uh, you, you binge purchase shit on Amazon or something. <laughs> nah, bro. I thought you were about to say nah, that. Nah, fucking surely. No, we're, we're, we're so back. I mean, dude, uh, Zeph's going up, and then fucking Cubic has been fucking absolutely killing it. So, yeah, bro, I mean, I can't complain, bro. Life's good. What is is Cubic doing? What's the deal? Uh, The weekly chart is just fucking ridiculous. I mean, it has, like, massive dildos. Um, It's done. How do you spell Cubic? Q-U-B-I-C. I I bought around... I mean, just look at the weekly chart. You're not going to find it on... It's only only on Safe Trade, so you're going to have to find the chart on Safe Trade. You're not going to find it on TradingView. Um, oh, but okay. it's it's in the past week. It's up. In the past two, I hold the I hold cubic on trade ogre. Actually, it's up. It's up like two hundred fifty percent in the past like two weeks, bro. Or like past like week and a half. But it's only been out since when? Like uh, November, December, yeah, November, right? Like it's kind it of just new. took out. It just took out all time high, so it kind of consolidated, kind of came down. Yeah, it, it beat its all time high, so it's starting to run. Dude, now. this shit. Yeah, bro. It, it feels good to have like a bag like toward the bottom. I don't know. I mean, at least that's what I think that it's the bottom, at least for now. But um, yeah. Yo, Ivan. What's good? Um, so, I, so I bought some Cubic back in December when it was like just below the current price. Um, just like a grand worth, not, not a ton. But the market cap everywhere I look looks like ridiculously high. Like on, on live CoinWatch, it was showing like 400 some million. What's, what's the me, actual market cap? Let me pull up my Cubic wallet because the Cubic wallet actually has the, the real market cap. And I'll tell you, but let me see. Let me, let me refresh my. Yeah, live CoinWatch. Someone's posting that, like has the actual thing. Hold up. Give me a couple uh, seconds. Uh, uh, Okay, so Livecoin Watch shows been out since September. Yeah, actually. market cap right now is five hundred twenty-four million. So it's on the high side. What does this thing do? Like, is it amazing in some way? Um, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I honestly got it. Uh, I, I have like a good source that I trust that was telling me to fucking buy um, at toward the bottom, and that's that's why I bought. But if you look into it, I think it has something to do with. It's like kind of the AI. The, they think it's like the AI coin that's going to get pumped. That along with Tau, they kind of think is like, are like they're going to be the AI narrative coins like for like the next bull run. So, yeah. But geez, this thing, this thing made it between uh, September till now. It made it to a 500 mil market cap just on trade exactly. alone. Really? And on fucking all, what and, in the actual and only, fuck? And only on safe <laughs> like, trade, dude. Safe trade and trade over. Like that's that's crazy, bro. Safe trade and trade over. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that means that means Zephyr's going to a billion market cap for sure. Then, hundred percent, bro. <laughs> That's like a yeah. If you could get to this on Trade Ogre, that means just there's just money flo- fuck around money floating around everywhere. Yeah. Then. So That's the owner, means. the owner um, of Cubic, he has a pretty good track record. His name's uh, I don't know if you guys know CFB come from beyond. He was the founder of um, I- IOTA and I think another coin as well. I did like a thousand X. So he's founded two coins. I've done like a thousand X, and. Um, Okay. Yeah, he's he's the founder of this coin, and the community seems solid. Like the Discord's like a lot of like people are. Yeah, it, it just it just seems good right now, and I honestly think that like, dude, it, we're we're not even on a big exchange yet. Imagine once we're like on Cubic, sorry, on on Cubit and, and or Mexi and whatever, all these fucking exchanges. Like, holy hell, like, yeah, bro, this it might even if it, even if it wasn't the fact that like this thing has done this on like Safe Trade and 
and not even on Mech C, like that tells you something. Yeah, right there. For, pretty for sure. He was he was saying that he has some some people with deep pockets he's gonna get to buy soon as well. Um, that's what he was saying. I don't know. I don't know if he was fucking trolling or whatever, but yeah, bro. It's just look at that weekly chart on, on Safe Trade. It's crazy. <laughs> pumping it, pumping it. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think like the the but at this moment like the better buy is clearly yeah because it's market cap is so risk forward. reward wise yeah I think it makes risk reward wise it's like really ob- it's like Zephyr's really obvious here because it's just like that once it sort of breaks thirty bucks it's just blue skies yeah, essentially programmed all time highs at this point are pretty programmed I think oh yeah all time highs for pretty much like most of the the small to mid cap alts are pretty much almost a given yeah. It's like you can just throw darts at a dartboard at this point almost. Yeah, let's just see. It's going to be really interesting. Because like, like every every bull run, you have like these random ass altcoins that kind of just end up in the top 10 or top 20. I definitely think that something like Zeph and Cubic can definitely be like in the top 20 like when it's, when it's all kind of said and done. And that'll be a... Yeah, like it'll, it'll run and then crash at some <laughs> point. But yeah, you could... You can run to crazy numbers before you, before that happens. Yeah, so that's that's the play. Yeah, it'd be funny. Like it'd be very very funny if like Zephyr was at like. Um, oh, by the way, Bruce, how how high did um, at the, how high did um, uh, flu- um, not flux? Um, how high did flex get when when we, that ran? Uh, it went to like top one hundred. It went from zero in in January twenty twenty three to eight dollars in August. Fuck. And its market cap was like what? It was um, it was definitely in the top one hundred. Um, I can't remember how high. It I got. don't know. Probably close to a billy. At well, that point. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty solid. That's kind of what the every it's kind of speculating right now. Like we we think that a billion for for cubic is pretty much programmed like before the listing, and then I wouldn't be surprised if once the listing actually happens, you're going to have a small sell off, pretty normal. But that's going to just be reaccumulation, and then I think the. I mean, these guys are pretty crazy. I never like to get too crazy with projections because, like, I don't know, like, you know how that goes. But I definitely will probably sell half of my bag at, like, 10 to 15x and then kind of let the rest ride. These guys have some crazy projections. They're saying, like, 25 billion market cap. So I'm like, Damn. Did you buy, like, a lot of this thing or, like? Yeah. Like, when did you get it? When did you get I bought thing? around 250 million, 240 million market cap. Yeah. Okay. It's so about half, like. You're about two x. Yeah. So right now it just feels, and even if it comes out, I'm I'm honestly willing to buy more. But I think a low hanging fruit objective is definitely one billion market cap at minimum, and then with the listing, you probably can run to like three to five billion. I mean, just look at Tau. It's supposed to be like a competitor to to Tau. I don't know if you guys have seen that at all, but um, yeah, yeah. It's like a like a way to sort of like uh, capitalize AI compute. Yeah. This is like an AI computational play. That's what Cubic is um yeah sure. yeah okay interesting yep. um anyway but yeah uh by the way this is a good website to bookmark um livecoinwatch.com does a really good job on these really small cap things as far as like giving you a proper chart history and stuff so one of the guys mentioned it the other day and i kind of bookmarked it because it's nice yeah I'll de- I, I think i i definitely i definitely use it often um i'll yeah it's it's pretty clutch cool um hmm let's see here uh i wonder what happened like let's see what happened to zephyr's um actual hash rate and everything is it like you know trending upwards or what yeah it's kind of like back to like 2.17 so what happens is like 
these mining pools and shit, they tend to like convert based on what they feel like is most profitable. Um, so yeah, we're just about similar to Monero now. Very, very close. So I don't know. If Monero is like two to three billion market cap, I don't see why Zephyr couldn't run like that in a bull market. So I think the main thing with Zephyr is just not fumbling the bag. I think at bare minimum it like makes sense to wait to like wait for it to go to a billion market cap probably. And then beyond that, like does it go to two or three billion like a Caspa and all these things? I have no idea. Um but remember, like we're still kind of early in the bull market too. Like, even comparing to Caspa's current price may not be appropriate because that's been out for like a year and a half. It may be that like even Caspa runs to ten billion or something or or more. I think it can right? do it. Like these things go to ridiculous valuations during. I think the bull Caspa market. can do it. I think I think Caspa will probably definitely and like when it comes to when it's all said and done, when the dust settles, I guess it'll definitely be like a top mm -hmm. top two or top three altcoin for sure. Wait, top two or three? I'm not no, so no, sure. No, no, well, like that. not like in the top two or three of all of them. Or I mean, like, like in like you know, in the, maybe the top in the top fifty. Yeah, I mean, sure, like in the new, like, you know how every single run you have like these random altcoins that end up like at the top. Oh that's what yeah, I mean. the, the stuff, the shit that pops yes. to the top and then yes, jumps yes, again. yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that could yeah. happen. Yeah, for sure. Like it, its market cap rank now is like twenty nine. So it's not it's not anything shabby now. Either. Sure, uh, but um. Yeah, it's it's just tougher for like uh, coins that are like in the privacy sector to make it to these levels. But you know, but like, look at look, look at Cubic on Tradeover. I mean, fuck, like these things can go to anything, dude. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's it's nice, bro. I'm just I'm just trying to like not fumble the bag and hold my hold my Zeph and hold my fucking Cubic and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think like eat like for sure like six to nine months minimum. I yeah, think for sure. You know, and then and at that point, like reevaluate where things are and decide. Hundred percent. All right, boys. Um, I gotta I gotta go run doing errand, but uh, it's been nice talking to everyone. Oh yeah, good catch up, man. Gonna see like, where's my autism going here? Let's see. Um, what has happened to our? If anyone wants any autism, by the way, it's it's like cheap now <laughs> because. It um, is sitting there on injective, and the way you get it is just get your um, the easiest wallet to use is Leap Wallet, L E A P. Um, it's a little bit easier to use in many ways, and like to see rare tokens, it's easier than like Kepler. So if you're in Cosmos and stuff, it's a good idea to have Leap. I like it. Um, anyway, but you just go hook up to astroport.fi using your Leap Wallet, and you can pick this up using I don't know like. I think you can send like Adam to Injective. You can send, um, you can get, um, well, you can get Injective in various places. But I think the problem is, is that I think Coinbase and Kraken and some of these places, they don't have, Coinbase are dicks about this, but they don't have like the actual Injective token. They have like the, the version that is like an Ethereum wrapped version or something. So you can't actually use it on chain for DeFi, which is frustrating. Um, I don't know why Coinbase doesn't learn its lesson not to list that sort of shit. Because if something bad happens, like Rap Luna, then you have a bunch of stranded assets. But whatever. But anyway, like um, if uh, if Injective starts to run now, then what will happen is usually again you'll get a bunch of Injective rich people, and then they'll say, "Ooh, what kind of meme coins can we pick up?" And then and then they'll lose it all. You know, then then they'll yeah exactly they'll lose it all, and then they'll get it on. They'll but they'll have lots of autism tokens, so that's a thing. So right now it's uh, FDB for autism is just only like 1.7 million. 
So it should I think it's fairly bottomy at this easy. point. Everyone who sold once sold. It seems to flatten out. Yeah, yeah look at I think, it. I think yeah. It's probably like seller exhausted and people that largely forgotten about their autism tokens are sitting in their wallet somewhere. So it should be fine. Um, or all of the holders have died off. You think they're just dead? Wow. I missed that. Sorry, what? I said, you think they're just dead? Uh, I hope they're dead for the price action. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, like seller exhaustion where all of your um, coin owners are dead. Um, what if you just like, mm, I don't know, what if you make a list and just basically like send a hitman against well, all that's, of them? Well, that's what, uh, Bitcoin, be careful. that's what happened to Bitcoin holders. <laughs> somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody get in a space once said the, I think the N word, like, you know, racist word. And the space was shut yeah. down and their account was permanently banned. It was, there's some kind of Jeez. report thing. Be careful. Hey, Steffi, <laughs> okay. actually, uh, in 2022 and 2023, a bunch of Bitcoin mm -hmm. multimillionaires went extinct. And nobody, like, they all just died. A bunch of them. Uh huh. You hear about that? Yeah, like, yeah, in the crypto space, a lot of people get, like, knocked off, yeah. I don't know which specific ones you're talking about, but yeah, there's different there's different dudes that have been knocked off. That's why it's not really helpful to be uh like it's like uh being anonymous in the crypto space makes more sense generally speaking. Keeps the the vectors down. By, by the way, speaking of banned accounts, my my main account just got banned, so here I, I'm back. Asepi and Bruce. Um I Oh, I, went, I didn't. Yeah, it's MP3. I went Kanye on a group. I, I was just talking to um, these Israels, and I was telling them about central uh -huh. controls and talking about the media that I'm in, and telling them my experiences. Did nothing. I didn't. I didn't say anything prejudiced or anything wrong. Uh, but mm -hmm. I was banned for hate speech, and yeah, pretty much just told them. That Jewish people run the world. They didn't like that, and I was talking to them. They were Jewish. I don't understand what. What? Anyways, I'm back. Cool. Seppi, if you're talking, I can't hear you. I'm gonna come back up. I think he got a phone call. Seems like it. He's gone to buy more link or something. Coach Bruce, did you um have any thoughts on the token burning of of Rune? Mm, no, I haven't kept up for the last few months. I see that uh, Thorchain Ball is excited about it, but I haven't kept up personally. The the TLDR is that it's to lift the caps on lending, so I feel like if some more front-end UIs uh, plug into Thorchain Lending, it, it could um, could be good for, for Rune. I missed a bit of that combo. I got kicked from a phone call. I don't know why it does this damn thing. Mm. Kareem was saying he hates Chad Barraford. What is um, I'm jealous of him. So it's love and hate at the same time. Did Sefi get another phone call? They really have to fix that. I mean, it can't be what? that difficult to fix. I mean, they've improved it. Normally, it just completely shut the space down and he had to restart it. So, you know. I, I also just hate... I hate the the lack of like discoverability of spaces. Like, yeah, there's a spaces tab, but it should be way more interactive, engaging, way better search and like discovery. 
it's it's kind of it's it's kind of dog shit, it, and it's like probably Twitter's like most exciting so feature. Do you think in my you mind. think you should blame Chad for this? I just think we must protect Chad at all costs. So I think we must peer pressure Chad at all costs to integrate privacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, isn't Thorchain inherently private? Like, there's no KYC, right? Like, what are you talking just like privacy chains? Yeah. No, yeah, pri- privacy chains, but I mean, there, there, there are limitations to its privacy, and, and obviously they can halt trading for certain coins on there too. So, you know, I think he spoke uh, about that on another space that, like, Sefi and I think Bruce were on there, but um, I think it was, I don't know, I think he had some, he didn't want, I, I think it might have been him, but I don't think he wanted the, the flack or like the, the scrutiny uh from like regulators that's exactly right it was the uh the uh, funds from the ftx hacker that that were uh frozen so hmm uh Stephen, do you think do you think zeph actually this is probably a good question for bruce too but do you guys think what what is more what was more exciting early on was between Luna and 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 Zeph and like why or are they equal? Um, well, I mean, like with Luna, you had kind of like uh, one, you had a bit of a charismatic founder effect. Um, you had this idea that like UST could be adopted everywhere. Um, so there's that kind of like um, you know beautiful grand illusion effect, and you had a lot of like you had a lot of people building for terra like they were building DeFi shit so this is just a very different thing there's no DeFi involved here it doesn't have those kinds of network effects in the same way so you know there's certain limits to it but at the same time it's like nothing was going to work as a payment system without a privacy layer so that's a different problem um i think like as far as long term like the only thing only project i see in the space that can get the network effect of like mass adoption type of thing would be some system through Chainlink. That's why I bought that, bought, bought so much of it. It's like the only thing that now has that capability. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, if you're interested in like the crypto mass adoption narrative or like incorporating into the real world and all that shit, probably Chainlink's your bet. Outside of that, like Zephyr is just a very different thing. Like Zephyr is like good in its own way for like um, because it's like this niche thing. You know that if you're early enough and you've got a cult of group of people that want to use it, then it's great. Like there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, but it's not like oh, it's going to be the all the world's money or something. You know, there's no need to go into that kind of like discussion. <laughs> like, so it's it's useful as a tool for the people that care about it, and I think that's all it it that's all it has to be really. Because if you're this early, like, and you know the thing goes to two three billion, what the fuck do you care whether it's on you know? You know, like, what did you think? You like, did you get into this thinking you're going to make a hundred mil or something? Probably not. Like, so the reality is, like, if it does reasonably well, you know, it's it's helpful to you, and that's the end of it. That's kind of how I see it. Keep it really, keep it really easy. Mm, is that is that comparison work? I don't know. Like, I mean, so so I think what you're probably saying is Luna was more exciting at the time, like early on. 
Yeah, but well, I mean, I wasn't in Luna uh, as early. Like me and Bruce got into Luna, like I think around five bucks. Like when it crashed from its first DPEG, that's when we got in. We weren't even like the giga early people that were there. That even the year before that, that was you know bought the thing at like a nickel or something. So there's definitely people that bought super low. And so like, what did that vibe look like when the market cap of Luna was similar to the market cap of this? I'm not sure. In fact, uh, let me look. Like, what was the market cap when we picked it up? Um, I think we were kind of a little bit late to the party, relatively speaking, on Luna. Like, um, I missed the big initial run up. In fact, I know I missed the initial run up because, like, that's when I first noticed uh, Luna early on. Was when I was looking at some other shit. I'm like, hey, why is this thing up like a thousand percent or whatever this month? And um, I, I, you know how. It's the price meme effect. I basically saw the price and I'm like, oh, what, you know, why did it go up so much? And then I went and looked what it was. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And, um, you know, I didn't even like play that much in DeFi really before that. So realistically, it was kind of like a first foray into it. And, you know, the user experience is fantastic. The wallet, all that shit was really great. So it was a lot of fun to play. It's like if you, if you had to play Chuck E. Cheese video games, it, it was the best game in town for sure as far as like user experience and fun. So that was cool. I'm looking to see if... Knew, I never knew that Luna had a DPEG before the death spiral. Yeah, it, it had a DPEG back um, in like January, February 2021, I believe. And um, the, it was like, it would DPEG like 93 cents or so. And like through that DPEG, it every it repegged after a bit too it caused a whole bunch of liquidations on on uh, anchor and stuff but it it was a dramatic thing but definitely had um like it definitely repegged and that actually gave everyone more confidence actually because they're like oh look it depegged before it'll just repeg again right that's the kind of idea so um and so that that actually increased people's confidence yeah so Looking at um, Luna, back when it was about five bucks when I got really into it, um, its market cap was, let me see here. I'm looking to see if I can find, oh, there it is, the market cap. All right, so it was like around, um, yeah, it was already, like by that point, it was already like four, three to four billion by then. So we weren't really early at all in that sense. Zephyr, we're way earlier than that. So like, I mean, like what, when up told me about this, this thing's market cap was like 10 million or something. So we're way, way earlier. And that makes it like, again, when you're, when you're super, super early, you can make a lot more mistakes. That's, that's the bottom line. When you sell it, when you don't sell it, who gives a fuck? You're, you're, you're 10 X or 20, you know, 20 X or hundred X off your basis. Like, you know, you, you just don't care at that point. So it's it's a lot more comfortable position to be in when you're this early. So it's still really early now, by the way. It's really nothing wrong with it. Um, we're just at what, 70 yeah, mil market I, cap or something. I'm a, I'm going to definitely wet my beak on Zeph. I just uh, need to figure out the best way to buy it. And I think you brought it up in multiple spaces in the past of how to. But the one if it's a small amount, Trade mm -hmm. Ogre is all you need. If you want like a large amount, Mexi is pretty good. Uh, okay. They both like they're both no KYC, so like. You know, it's fine. All right, fuck it, dude. I'm gonna do it tonight. Next season's been working but, well. I've used it quite a bit the last like few months. It's been great. 
Yeah, I just got spooked because around the time I was going to buy it, that's when people were starting to shit talk Mexi about like them messing up. Fun, like, yeah, it's really more their stuff. futures contracts problems. They gotcha. were scamming, well, scamming I, people out of their futures I, I, money or some shit. Yeah, I had, a, um, I had a proposal and I wanted to see why or why, why it wouldn't work. But could someone copy the Tether business model but for another fiat currency. So like my, I'm ethnically Egyptian. If I wanted to build a tether clone, could I like build a tether clone where I redeem for, for Egyptian pound, you can redeem Probably. E, E Egyptian pound. But then when I get the Egyptian pound, I actually use like CCIP or some shit to like swap to like us dollar or something, or like the, the money that is like exchanged for cash mm-hmm. to E like but i want to copy the bit like the tether business model exactly but i would want it to be in dollar first so there would have to just be like a swap like a like an exchange mechanism so now i'm basically just tether but using a so the number one use of stable coins in crypto first you have to ask yourself like what is the demand for this thing the number one usage of stable coins in crypto is purely as a trading instrument so people you know, like the stability of it so they can trade their Bitcoin, their Ethereum, whatever. The thing is like uh, the number of people using their Tether for like real world payments is like fundamentally near zero. So therefore, if you ask yourself, why is someone going to want the Egyptian coin, uh, like whatever that is, and why would someone want that? They wouldn't because number one, they're not going to use it as a training instrument. There's no reason to they're going to use the most stable thing possible, which is basically going to be something like the dollar. And they're not going to want to use the Egyptian coin for payments because there's no actual people accepting that particular coin in the universe. So like, you would have to assume that if you're doing something like that, that there's some reason why there's going to be mass adoption of your Egypt coin. Right. Could it be that? Could it be that? Um, and, and the, more, yeah, and the moral of the story, by the way, the moral of the story is even Tether has almost no actual real-world usage, probably, like relatively small. I bet like 99% of all trading activities just for exchange and exchanges and transferring money. But there, nobody's like going buying coffee and shit with their Tether, right? Not really. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're talking about a Venn diagram where your little thing is a subset of a subset of a subset. There's just like the total addressable market is really small. The number of people that want that particular coin is going to be tiny. That's all. I, I hear you, but could we incentivize these merchants, for example, to accept e-Egyptian pound because, because maybe we give them a piece of the profit sharing of the like U.S. bonds that we are holding with the conversion of the Egyptian pound to dollar or something? Because isn't that how Tether makes its money? It's just uh, earning yield on the dollar that's sitting. Yeah, incentivizing Tether. like for to try to get network effect or something. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, no, I think I think this goes back to the problems that we were talking about a, maybe a week ago, Sefi, with like, uh, um, I, there, I mean, there's there's no way to refund it. Uh, there's no privacy. Uh, you're you're opening up a, a, a can of worms there that a lot. Yeah, of, merchants you know, merchants don't just merchants don't merchants just don't want crypto. They just don't care about it. Um and there's numerous reasons why this is. The biggest one is that they have to then convert it to fiat somewhere anyway. So it's just one more step for them. And if a merchant wanted to accept crypto, they would want it because like 
oh, like all the customers, nobody's going to come to my pizza shop if I don't have, I don't accept crypto. That'd be like accepting Visa or MasterCard or something. To get that sort of network effect is really, really hard. Um, Visa and MasterCard worked so a very long time to get I, that. I do have, I do have a response to the off-ramping piece. I just pinned a, a pinned a tweet, but there's now off-ramps where you just send your state. Like right now, it only works for USDC, but we could probably build something comparable where it just goes straight to your bank account from your um like straight from your uh wallet as well mm. um so i'm seeing a lot of these pop up which is cool um but see this is the thing like this is exactly what chainlink's solving as we speak right like the infra is already there the only thing that hasn't happened is people having implemented it so yeah could you create like some kind of you know what like if my guess is, I bet you there's a lot of money to be made by predicting what the fuck's going to go on with that Chainlink CCIP system and building something to like mint money off of that somehow. Because you know, like, as all of these chains get connected to that, like, whatever token you create, whatever system you put together, like, what's the best way to describe this? Like, you basically have access to instantly tons of liquidity within that ccip ecosystem so it's almost like an inevitability that whoever builds that the biggest one wins and the early entrance to that market are going to do really well it'd be like almost like imagine i don't know what's the best way to like okay imagine when the internet started and like you had one of the first internet businesses and there weren't many places to go buy shit right except you so there's nowhere for anyone to go except to you that that kind of thing, I think, is where the opportunity lies now with CCIP. I was thinking about this, and I was noticing that none of the Cosmos teams that like really talk about talk on Twitter or whatever seem to have much um, convo about this or have noticed. So that's where the alpha is. I think is like if you're going to build something, build something that connects to that and capitalizes on that liquidity. It, that's kind of the simplest approach, I think. And you could like even this Egyptian thing you're talking about. You'd want to incorporate on CCIP. You wouldn't want to just or incorporate on like some random blockchain, because then you have the max number of possible users for your thing, right? So that can be interesting. Um, but I think there's going to be like payment networks and shit that happen there. So with automations and shit, you could be like, um, let's say your little Egypt coin. Mm, some merchant wants to accept it, but someone else has, let's say, I don't know, Swiss francs or something. You'd be able to like convert to this in the background, and the merchant could accept that. Or if like you, if the Swift system gets incorporated in CCIP, you wouldn't even need to do that. Like people could um, go between the different things and go straight to that person's bank account with the money, like the merchant's bank account. So that's a different thing. Anyway, I don't know. Like definitely some research to be done but i think that ccip stuff there's a lot of money to be made there if you build something there um just because it's so so new uh hmm zara has graced us with her presence hello hello How's zara. It going? Are you having a nice day yeah yeah it's really good. I've just been driving around. Just been driving around, going around the hills. What a, what a, nice, big, what a nice big tomato you have there. 
Thank you. I I actually have the Guinness World Record for heaviest strawberry. Um, they came around to my house. I gave them the strawberry, and they weighed it on a scale. They calibrated the scale as well. Oh, is it a strawberry? I thought it was a tomato or maybe a pepper. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're not so far off. You know, when push comes to shove, you were colorblind. They look the same. Where did ears go lately? Long story involving revenge, retribution, hatred, slime, juices. He'll be back. He's just a greedy little capitalist who works all the time and has ignored his friends. Hmm. I think he's afraid. I think he's afraid of emotion. This is a fear problem. I maybe think he ran out of like, maybe he ran out of different voices to do, and now he's like ginning up a new repertoire or something. I think he's vulnerable. He's a vulnerable soul, and he's very open to corruption. Are you calling him? <laughs> Zara, how many months into your treehouse construction are you at this point? Um, five months. So the tree's growing, um, and there's some planks at the bottom. But getting the planks was quite hard because I had to grow the trees for the planks. So that took two months. And then cutting the, the tree that I grew for the planks also was a while because I had to make the axe to cut the tree with, and then I had to grow another tree to get the wood to make the axe to cut the planks. <laughs> But it should be done soon. Do you have a treehouse at the moment? No, I hope to one day. I don't have anyone to build one with. Maybe one day I will. Maybe you could make one with Sefi and you could put his car into the treehouse, that blue car of his. It could be like a garage. He could drive the car so fast it would go up the tree instead of into the tree. And then he would park it in the top of a big oak tree. With an elevator? No, you would just go fast and then it would go up the tree. Hmm. By the way, are you having uh, uh, twins or... Just a single baby. I'm just having a single baby. Uh, just the one for now. Do we know not hungry. Boy or girl yet? I I chose not to find out. Oh, pure natural. Well, I had an ultrasound, twenty week one. Um, but I didn't. I chose not to find out the the sex because it's like unwrapping your presents before Christmas. <laughs> I mm. thought about not having the ultrasound, um, but I didn't want to have an inside-out baby and not know it. So, yeah, it was good. It's also quantum physics. How? Well, when you observe the baby, then the sex concretizes at that point. It is definite at that point. But if you leave it, it could still be anything. Yeah, exactly. What do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be like a strawberry, like a big strawberry. I think it's going to be a little pansexual. 
That's a, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. That. Like probably, probably objectively, it will be androgynous. One foot in both the masculine and the feminine. I don't think that's good. It'll be, I don't know, just a, a, a person that understands both worlds, who plays with both Barbie and Ken. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have like, um, I'm going to have the baby wear all beige clothes and only wear, play with like wooden beige toys. And if the child says, I want to go outside and play outside, I'm going to say no. It's too stimulating. You need to sit here and you need to play with this piece of beige paper. Too dangerous. It's too dangerous out there. There's worms, there's rocks. They could fall and hit their head. Basically a bunch of stuff that's not beige. Yeah, and the colours as well. It's tacky, trashy. Mm. Are you going to do anything unusual when it comes to the the early education of your, your baby? Like... um ways in which you try to make them super smart or whatever. I think a good way to make a child super smart is just to let them follow their interests, kind of, um, and have fun and take them along to fun stuff. So I'm just going to do that, I think. Um, what about like... I think a lot of... What about like the shape of their um, head? Have you thought about like a bonsai tree kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> like a star shape. Well, like I've, I've often thought if I had a kid, then I, I'd put their head in a plastic triangle, like a pyramid, for like a, a sense of power. Yeah. yeah, you can do that, especially when they're really young, straight out, hot off the press. You do it with your hands. You can um, basically mold it with your hands, young enough. Yeah. For the same reason that like, babies don't really put, get hurt, they fall. You put a kid in like like maybe like a triangular helmet? Like what are you talking about? That's made of glass? No, you, you you get a you get a um you three D print with a three D printer a plastic plexiglass triangle, and then you put the kid's head in it with some air gaps. But and is the goal to time, like make the head like shape because you know the skull and whatnot is pretty soft at that point. Like what if yeah, over the, time the what if you like the triangle. baby has like a little pyramidal little head? Would that be yeah, cool? Yeah, it fills the triangle over time, and then when it's at school yeah. or whatever, it has like more respect and power with the peers. It kind of calcifies, like, or whatever. It solidifies or ossifies differently. And then maybe, yeah. like, I don't know, wouldn't that lead to, like, weird dental problems, though? Not really, no, because I'm making sure the base of the pyramid is wider for a wide maxilla and mandible. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they won't need, like, special dental appliances later. No, if anything, bone from where would usually be the upper head would, would send down to the lower and make the jaws wider for a nice palate and a nice wide arch. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I might try and do that. Does anyone know anything about 3D printing? Because I'm not really interested in that stuff. I feel like Safi probably has like a 3D printer for no reason, like a big one, a big 3D you printer. You would think that, that actually. It's one of those things I haven't purchased. I, I feel no. like I should, but like I, I don't so. really know what I'd make with the damn thing. That's the problem. Now, Well, now that we yeah. have a possible mission on our hands here, like maybe we create these pyramid things. Well, it also allows two parents to produce identical children. Like if I have a child too, and I use the same head uh, container, then my child can look like your child, even if they're genetically different. Yeah. yeah. 
I think something else that's good to do is just to like, I think like so there's so much retarded parenting stuff, and then it makes you realize why people are so retarded because the parents like, my child is six months old and they they just need constant entertainment and they get really bored when I just put on TV. And I don't know what to do, and it's like just like don't be retarded. Like just why do you, why does a child need constant entertainment? Like everything is entertainment to a child. I just don't understand it. You should never entertain your child. I want to see how that turns out. Mm. How old are they going to be when you give them an iPad? Or one of the Apple Vision Pros? Um, newborn. Integrate them. And also, I wasn't saying never entertain them, but I don't think that you need to make a specific effort to try and entertain your baby. So, like, in the sense of I need to, like, put on stimulating things for them, like TV and just constant content all the time for their little brains to absorb in. I don't think that's good. Like, more tactile things, maybe. But, yeah. I'm all for putting the Apple Vision Pro on the um, baby's head. I'd like to see how this, well, you know, but it might make like indentions in there, right? Like what if the baby's head looks like that, like the pyramid idea? Well, well, yeah, you could integrate it with the pyramid, really. Or if I did have twins, I'd have one, they'd both be pyramids, but I would put one with the Apple Vision and one without, and then I would see which one was less retarded by the end of it. Mm, I like that. A proper experiment. You could also raise them on two different platforms. Maybe one on the Apple, on the, what's it, the, who makes the Quest thing? I can't remember the Facebook people. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook or whatever. And then one with the Apple vision and then have both of them be representatives. They could also be affiliates from young. Is this crazy? I feel like I'm, I feel like making pancakes and eating them right now. Is that insane? No, it's you're discovering a child for the first time in 60 years. I think I'm going to eat some pancakes. Does that's that it. mean you're going to leave us? That's Does it. Does that mean you're going to go? No, no, I'm going to do it like right here while we're shovel, talking. Shovel them into your face. Act on your impulses for the first time ever. Yeah, it says here on this box, you have to put like a certain amount of powder of the thing into the, the bowl and mix it with like certain mm. amount of water. Something broke, something broke in you, Sefi. That day, you went and bought that blue car. Like something changed. You think? Ever since then, your inhibition has, has started to fade. It's like Oof. a... It's like some midlife crisis thing. Yeah, maybe. You may be right there. It's not right. Yo, real quick, Steffi, have you heard of the Omnichain? Do you know what Omnichains are? Omnichain no, does tokens. it have something, to do with, have something to do with pancakes? An Omnichain token is basically like, it's it, it, it could be utilized on like 10 different blockchains. But how does that relate to Safi's pancakes? Are you talking? Is it like a like how you can put sorry, toppings was, on a pancake? I, was, I just wanted to get that question up. Yeah, sorry about. that. I think you're probably talking about something that's very similar to the like chain link thing that I was talking about. There's a lot of these things, like where yeah, it's like a chain. Like Axelar is similar. Like there, it's like a token issuer, and you like a communication thing. You can send all these coins to different chains. But it it might be good. Why why do you ask? Well, there's this one Omni chain I'm look or Omni token I, I really like. It's called uh, AI. The ticker's AI, but it's uh, any Inu. 
I was hoping you could check that out sometime during the day. Let me know. Yeah. Also, like you, said, you, said me gonna, you said you were going to send me some optimism or optimist token. You never sent me. Uh, you oh. can even download the wallet and everything for it. Send me a, I think I sent you it already. Send, send me an injective address. I'll send it to you. I thought I did that. I thought I did already. I usually do it the minute I say I'm going to do it. So I thought I did. But anyway, check and see. Did you already what check your the, wallet? Did you check what, and see if I did? What was the wallet you had me download again? Leap. Leap, L-E-A-P. got it. Hmm? I thought I did already. We might not have noticed. <laughs> it's possible. Anyway, try again. In either case. Um, yeah, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. Yeah, well, shut up. there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I usually don't forget these things. Um, so something's broken inside me, uh, Bruce. Because I got like this midlife crisis. Mm, not not broken in the sense of, in in the same sense that like a, your, a woman's water breaks, right? Something is released. Mm. Something is opened up. Some sort of long term, heavily regimented spurg part of yourself is broken, and you've finally given yourself permission to do fun things, buy blue cars for no reason, and make pancakes. It's nice. I think it's a big change. I've been I, like I keep the top down even when it's like very cold. It's nice. Yeah. Have you ever eaten a, a cheeseburger while you've been driving at the same time? Cheeseburger. Um, yeah, once. Why? Did it feel good? Felt good. Yeah. Just like stuffing your face while speeding. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Is that what Grin Spicket did? That's what Grin Spicket did. Oh, right. When you said that, I had like a vision in my head of someone eating a cheeseburger while driving, and I was trying to figure out who it was, and then I realised it was it was Grin Spicket. But I had this really strong mental image of him, this sort of purple man, doing it. Beautiful. I have seen Grin Spicket on video. I'm curious, Zara. What do you what do you think he looks like? <laughs> I think he looks like an American and, and um, old as well. programmer. I think he's like 40, 43. And I think he's got hyperthyroid eyes. You know, he's got like those bug eyes. Maybe like kind of like a big nose, but like not like a bad looking guy, but not really a good looking guy either. Mm. He's I think in he's here, probably got a decent level of hair. He's in here, down here. Okay, really? Well, this is all just a guess. And I think it's partly because of his purple profile picture. And I'm just making that into a man. <laughs> so I don't know. But you, mm. could you describe him for us? Now, now that you know he's in here, do you feel guilty? Would you have said? No, not really. I sometimes I get really hateful towards Grin Spicket, and he understands that we have like a bit of understanding there. It's because he's a Mormon, and you are uh, an atheist. I'm actually a Muslim, but it's the same sort of thing. Yes, Zara, I'm I'm also Muslim. That's cool. I was lying, though, but sorry. Like, good, like that's good. No hate. <laughs> but, you know, good thing I'm not Jewish, if you know what I mean. Not a big fan of them. <laughs> uh, uh, Zara wants to make another account. That's what's going on here. I'm just only I can only say that because I am Jewish. It's How many new accounts knows. have you made? Like a, a lot, right? 
I mean, back in the day, but I've had this mm-hmm. account for quite a while now. You, you got kicked off a bunch of times on this thing. When Zara like just starts like uh, going nuts, she says just about anything. Have you noticed that, Bruce? Like it's this is like tame Zara comparatively. Yeah, I I mean I I taught her everything she knew, so yes, I've seen it, I've experienced it. I noticed that as soon as the the baby began, she became very mellow. The inner rage. I noticed this. Yeah, what's going on? It's either it's two things. It's either that the hormones have changed, or uh, she has finally realized that how she is will affect another being. <laughs> um, I I think I think I just haven't been on spaces enough. <laughs> I was, I think I've been on like three spaces in the last five months. No, there's a definite change. It's like the free- there was a big change to when I was on spaces like every day for like six hours because yeah that's not that's not good for your for your body. I <laughs> describe it describe it like this: Every, when in the past, everyone felt that your restless, desperate energy was like an unending search for a baby. I don't think that's a very nice thing to say. I don't think I had unending, desperate energy, <laughs> restless energy. It's like, um, I don't know, it's the same as like a, a guy in a boiler room in New York in the 80s who is taking phone calls 16 hours a day and pounding cocaine. And it's just like, has that restlessness. He wants to make a fucking million dollars. Like you had that same thing, but for having a baby. No, I don't think so. But I think I mean... so. I think Bruce is right on this one. Hmm. When am I wrong? That's true too, but you're not wrong often. So that's the thing. But the, in this particular case, I think it's quite poignant how, um, how particularly like perceptive. Yeah. I don't know what the right words are, but basically Zara, like the baby has done something to you as you have done unto the baby. I'm not sure what happened. It's a chemical. I feel like you're trying to incite me into being more hateful. No, like, like you're, you're Zara, even, like even what we're saying now, you would have shouted me down at the top of your voice and broken the windows around you. You would have smashed them all with your high pitch frequency. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you rat yeah. boy. Like you would have you would have gone in on me <laughs> and I would have spent like the next three days feeling sort of, I don't know, like worn out. Like I've had a hard workout emotionally. My heart would have mm. been pounding and sort of like heavy in my chest. And I would have taken a lot of like acid reflux tablets to just feel better. And then I would have eventually like manned up enough to recover and speak to you again. But I would have been very well. Somewhere in the middle of that, her account would be banned and she'd have a new like profile (laughs) picture and new name and shit too. If I was to describe past Zara, it would be medieval warrior from 1100 BC. No, AC. The sort of the sort of woman who would ride through a village or a hamlet on horseback and spray oil over the wooden houses of village people and then set it alight with a torch just because one of them looked at her wrong one time and now you're like a benevolent saint i think i'm just friendlier at the moment hold up did you send her some of these autism tokens too yeah she even got um prego tokens is it possible she became pregnant and nice because of the tokens? It's possible that she has been. I was already. Has anyone nice. ever been impregnated by a cryptocurrency token? Ever since I joined the community, my life has changed. 
Um, I wanted to say the reason why I'm friendly pilled is because we don't speak very much. So when we do and there aren't crypto people like going like like all the whole time, then it's nice. It's fun. You know, I'm having a good time. Don't, don't underestimate the change that has happened. Everyone hears a different person. A content okay. person. I don't know. You're you're rising my cortisol saying this. It's going up and up uh, and the baby. I'm making context. Could it be that it's not the car, but it was the autism tokens that made the change? It's fundamentally That's a It's a, a very like close timing there, right? Very, very evil. I think it's the car and I think it's the fact that when you got the car, your wife became, you know, not going to be explicit here, but she realized the power that you have, your masculine mm. energy through the form of the car, because the car is like a beetle and you're riding a beetle. So it, it sends a signal to the average woman's brain that, not that your wife is average, that you're like a forest tamer of animals. And that is very respectful. So you're riding a beetle. Now she understands you and she wants to ride your beetle. You have um, pregnenolone voice. Never sell early because altcoin market will last a year. Do you have any crypto, Zara? I have some autism and I have some other bobs that I turned into from before. She has a lot more than she lets on, I think. Mm. I mean, if you want to do art stuff, now is the chance, by the way. If you want to do um, NFT. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, yeah, what, isn't it time to go back on that bandwagon already? Yeah, um, but Zara is good, good artistically and has a reasonable amount of time, I would guess, or will. Um, so, yeah, she could easily extract internet money out and put in love and art. Yeah, I mean, if the opportunity arises and it seems good and fun, then that would be nice. But um, I don't know. We'll see. It seems like these things come and go, like the the, the desire for them. And I don't really know enough about crypto to do it all of my own volition, kind of like. Um, so I don't know. I'm just going to chill. Yeah. Even this like attitude is different. Used to be so money hungry, and now it's like I'll chill back. Well, I'm money hungry. I don't think that's true. I've never been money hungry. Used to want a, a skyscraper with your face on it at the top. I have a skyscraper with my face on it at the top. Big billboard, big billboards with my face on, and they took a picture of my face, and you can see all the different paws. Some of the paws are blocked, and you can see all of them and count them like stars. Hmm. I'm thinking about what I would do if I had a child. How I would raise them. I think it's just funny. Like I think having a child is going to be really funny because <laughs> you can just like, just like a person, and you can just um, you know, tell them stuff, show them cool stuff. It's nice. I think what I would do is speak as an adult from day one. Yeah, we're kind of planning on doing that because I think um, baby voices make babies retarded sometimes. 
Yeah, it's like their their brain is mapping social reality to that for themselves. It's kind of I don't know. It just feels dumb to me. Um, I think like high level from fairly early childhood to later adolescence, I would definitely have them do projects like um, I mentioned, like Treehouse earlier. I would have them like sit down with me and decide a project they're going to do. And it can be anything, but it has to be something they're really curious about or maybe reading about or um, somehow, I don't know, like closely aligned with that's, whatever they're interested that's in. That's pretty much, that describes my life pretty much. Yeah. And then, and then I would yeah. do it and I would, I'd, but I have them do it in a way where they like check in with me and tell me how it's going and tell me what their, their plans for the week is and stuff. Like I'd, I'd sort of encourage the, the organization of thinking and the directedness and sort of monitor the ongoing resourcefulness um, and maybe like help a little bit, but nothing crazy uh, help in terms of only like um, opening their minds to new possibilities rather than telling them what to do. Um, I think it would, it would have to be very project based and very curiosity based. Um, I think at this point I have almost no interest in putting kids in school. I think it's like, why, I don't know about you, but it's like, why would I, why would I allow my kids to be raised by some maniac with a, a school class full of people who've been brainwashed by TikTok or whatever. It's just it's somehow yeah. goofy. I agree entirely. It's um yeah, I just think and I think the project format like you said is really good. And Sefi said that's my entire life. And I think Sefi is you know, Sefi is a bit of, he's a bit of a bum. He's a bit unsuccessful, but you know, clearly like it's something worked. So um, I'm trying to create a mini Sefi. I'm going to name the child after Sefi's real name as well because of that. This is my- right now he can't reply because his mouth is full of pancakes. This is my real name. So we know what your baby's name is going to be called now. Mm. I think my worst nightmare is having a boring child, like a really boring child. <laughs> I think the child wouldn't be boring if they were not in a boring environment. You know what I mean? Like, most boring people they just have really boring families and bo- they go to boring school and they have boring friends so yeah but happen. i'm open to the idea that that like personality or proclivities sort of come through from i don't know both genetics or maybe some weird past life thing or whatever and maybe a, a boring child could be spawned out of me in order to somehow test my capacity for love <laughs> yeah i mean i think I feel it's, like it's being like, boring is just a fail end route of a personality type because it's a lack of curiosity that makes someone boring. I don't mostly. know. Like, I think it could be a test from God. Like in that case, it could be like, I, like I as God will give him the most boring child imaginable to test his willingness to love it. And, and I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. him something he can't handle. Like a really boring, like lunk community member child. <laughs> a little natty patty exactly like like exactly like here you go here's your test here's the here's the point of your life to handle this and then when the baby is like five and they have like their own iphone for posting um and then they show you their phone and they say daddy is this you and it's a picture of like one of the Oxtow accounts with like a you know like a a three instead of a D or something. 
and you say no, and then they would cry. Yep. I'm imagining your kids now, like five years old, reading your old tweets about like coins at the bottom of a swimming pool and the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to give them a good integration into the way the world works, if you know what I mean. Um, you, I personally want to take them to like North London. I've spent yeah. entire days fishing for coins at the bottom of swimming pools. Yeah. Um, well, there's more context there, but yeah, I think I would, I think I would definitely encourage them to have a healthy mindset about the internet and technology from very young. Um, I'd also want them to be a bit of a, a trickster or a bit of a rogue, um, like sort of follow their own morality or their own principles and realize that most people around them are retards. Yeah, I think. I also think I just have to, like, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, and I also just think you kind of have to let them cook a bit. You have to just leave them alone and not try and um, and have your own stuff going on. It's like a relationship. It's like any relationship, really. Like, if, you, if you're in a relationship with some girl and all she does is just annoy you and just talk to you all the time, but in an annoying way, you know, like, after a while, it's not as fun. Um, actually, you know what? I take that. I said that in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Um, mm. like I think it, you know, a child needs to be alone. You don't want to be getting long housed by your mother. That's a big problem with boys, especially. I think. I'm, I think I'm gonna shut my kid out of the house for like twelve hours a day. Like go to the fucking woods. Yeah. Again, describes my life exactly. <laughs> like leave it crack of dawn and then go do whatever and then show up at, like whenever we felt like it it's like there's no, no there's no replacement for that like there's no nothing you learn in school or anything that can like i don't know teach you what you learn when you go on your own i remember um like i said bye to my parents and i was going to school but instead of like walking left up the hill to school i walked right and then i went onto the sort of coast path and I was just walking around for a day in the rain because I didn't want to go to school. Um, <laughs> and I found this, like, I was walking down, but there's this reservoir in my town. So I was walking around there and there's just like, it was just drizzling. And um, I found this pile of like two peas in the forest, like around the reservoir. And I, I don't know why they were left there. Like maybe they were something to do with fishing. But I remember thinking, like, oh my god, I've like I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> I like <laughs> collected up all the two peas and put them in my pocket and buy bought sweets with them. And I, I learned a lot from that. I learned to take take from the world. Hmm. Yeah, that's deep. Ain't nobody gonna give you anything in this life. Gotta go and take it yourself. Too true. I'm going to call my baby Y-Pump. I like that. It's like a Spanish name. E-Pump. I've often thought it'd be funny to meet up with people like Sefi or whatever and just uh, never learn our real names, just keep referring to each other in that way. Be funny. I had a, like a funny experience meeting up with some friends and they kept calling me Zara. I was like, stop calling me Zara. It's freaking me out. And then they said, why do you call yourself Zara then? And I didn't have an answer. But it was weird. 
Does anybody else like pancakes when the like the middle is not fully cooked? It's like a little bit like you know, like a little bit doughy still inside or something. <laughs> or am I the only retard that likes that? I heard that's a sign of um kidney failure. Am I it's I'm gonna get pick. kidney failure or I it means that I have it? You're you're in it. It's starting. I mean, if you're if you're not feeling any pain and you know you're not having any symptoms, then you're probably all right. But you know, enjoy that pancake, buddy. I'll just tell you that much. I have finished uh, vanquished three pancakes, Bruce. Mm. I'm hungry. There's not much to it. Just like water and powder. It's like a thing. You can make it too right now. What if instead of a car, you bought a living pancake chef? Some sort of like. Taiwanese, no, they're too rich. Um, Chinese, like poverty woman who makes pancakes for a living, and she could hide inside one of your cabinets. And then, whenever you want a pancake, you just go like, I don't know, I don't need to knock on, go like that. Um, and then she scuttles out and makes you pancakes. It might have been a better investment, though. Yeah, you mean just like having a pancake woman that lives in the house. Yeah. yeah, and she could make all sorts of pancakes. She could make like the thin crepes and she could make the American thick ones. I guess those are the ones you mean. She can make savory pancakes with mushrooms and ham and cheese. She could butcher the pigs and put bacon on your pancakes. She could do everything. I'm excited about the new, uh, the like the second part of the movie Dune coming out in the next week or so. I like that story a lot. I need to read it. I still haven't read it, so I didn't want to watch anything for it. Um, because I know it's meant to be quite good. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the, or like maybe the classic for sci-fi, between that and like Isaac Asimov Foundations and a few others. There's kind of like some, it's, like, it's almost like J.R.R. Tolkien for Lord of the Rings kind of thing. It's that for sci-fi. Did you ever read um, Gene Wolfe? I've been reading a lot of his books lately. And they're really oh, good. No, what, the, what does he have? Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's, if you like Gene and you like stuff like that, you'll like it. Um, it's fiction and fantasy, and he wrote like this series. The famous one is like the Book of the New Sun. Um, but. Yeah, he's like a sci-fi swag king, and I think you would enjoy it. He also has some short stories, so maybe you could just like read some of those and see if you like them. Hmm. Okay. The Book of the New Sun. In between doing Yeah, like that's like a big one, well, one of his main kind of series, but um, it's like three or four books, I think. But yeah, the Science short stories is are neither good operatic nor scientifically I, accurate. Is interesting. Well, I don't know. I think you'd like it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Might be good. Okay. And the way he writes it is very fun and nice. The sci-fi's most enigmatic writer. So he's he's not here anymore. Died in two thousand nineteen. Hmm. He oh he also, <laughs> you know the Pringles man on the can. That's him. Really. Yeah. Wow. That is him. What in the hell? He 
he was an engineer and he made the Pringles machine that made the shape of the Pringles. Nice. <laughs> like when someone has like a crazy, uh, I think people who are best at creative things, they tend to have like some sort of technician or engineering or something. It's like a practical job in their day. Like a lot of the, the greats kind of have, um, like uh, to support themselves. Well, he did. He did, make, he did make the machine that makes them. What yeah, the I wasn't fuck? lying. Like, I thought <laughs> you were just messing with me here. That's the dude. No, no, no. It's funny. What in the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So they got his mustache. So think and about the story. The the Pringles can. Yeah. yeah. Writer and Pringles innovator. What in the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way that's true." <laughs> like, I was like, "I'm looking this up." I like. It's like, I like making shit up again. I was like, man, what? <laughs> I like how you just went along with it, even though you thought I was just lying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. The Pringles yeah. can. Yeah. What? But then, but it was such a reach. It was like, damn, maybe it is real. Like it just, because I was thinking, is Zara that creative? <laughs> she would have come up with that and on an instant. I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading it straight off his Wikipedia. I mean, I, I knew it before from like a tweet, but it's funny. But yeah, yeah, good books. I'm still here. I'm just shy. Yeah, everybody here is like, how come you're you're not like pumping our crypto bags? That's what's happening. Yep, Zara's thinking. Like when are you when are you gonna pump her bags exactly and w like why are you guys talking about Pringles and pancakes? That's what people are thinking of here, probably. I disagree. I feel like if I um if I got too into crypto, you know what I mean. If I got if I got emotionally committed to it, then I would just it would all consume me, and I would think about it all day, and then I would become some sort of like um some retard or just become like a retarded loser and <laughs> all i would talk about um is cryptocurrency. yeah that's pretty much what happens not that you two are that's what happened yeah so i don't i, I felt it i i felt it start to happen so then i just did some bobs and then i just check my my wallets like once once a month <laughs> i don't think it's a winning strategy mm. but i understand the hesitation though you know like I get it. I mean, either I'm in or I'm out. Like, like The Apprentice. No, like Dragon's Den. Yep. Everyone's waiting with like bated breath for the next few days for their coin to go up. It's been like. Um, All the people feel like they're going to be rich in about three days. Sorry. The, tw the 21st of February. Actually, it's only two more days. The 21st of February is when everyone thinks they're going to get rich. Is that because it's the full moon? Wait, is it a full moon? Yeah. So does that mean, does that mean something in cryptocurrency? I feel like people who are too into crypto Some People would be, think um, it does. Like, it, like people are like buying and selling based on lunar cycles and shit. That's like a thing. People tend to be more impulsive and emotional on a full moon. So they might be more prone to erratic behaviors. 
I don't know. Some people posted the thing where they showed the moons, you know, the the waxing and waning moon, and they like showed like the price of different things, and they noticed that like there is a correlation. Um, you know, but is that because like a lot of people just like to trade on astrology and moon cycles and shit, or is it really like a behavioral thing or something else? I don't know. I feel like there's not enough people who are into both crypto and astrology for that to be like significant. Apparently, it's significant. I I I would have thought the same thing. And apparently, there's a fair amount of like superstitious people around here. Like I don't know. Um, yeah, I just think I'm sure it does happen. There's more volume on those days, but I feel like it would just be more because of um, you know whatever makes more women give birth on full moons and like makes prisons, uh, police holding cells full on full moons, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Empowered had something to say. Hey, I was just going to say, you know, I worked uh, in the dental field and the full moon makes a difference on everything. And if people are, uh, trading during the full moon and that's the only reason they're trading then we need to be on there because that just gives more people and things going up and down it's my opinion what happens in the dental world do people come in like cavities or something they just get more worried and they're crazy i think people in general get a little bit crazier they're more moody you know, like, you know, how the werewolf turns in, the man turns into the werewolf when the full moon comes out. It's kind of like that, I I think. Um, they don't have more cavities, but they might come in more worried about the discomfort and stuff. I think the next full moon, by the way, is on February 24th, Sarah, not the 21st. I don't know. I think that's a conspiracy theory. Mm. How do you know? I was listening to you earlier talking about how you don't want to be absorbed by crypto. Was that Zara? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that he's right. You do kind of get absorbed because there's so much to learn because you're so nervous about making wrong and right decisions that you really have to kind of keep up on certain things, um, especially knowing terminology and new things coming and going. And um, I, I, you know, I, I'm in a couple of communities that I really uh, love. So I came in here kind of to check what you guys were talking about out. Um, but I don't know. I feel for myself, I use the, put all my money in my 401k and stuff like that. And the government decided where my money was going to go and made those decisions for me. And as much as I love our government, ha ha, um, I want, if I'm going to lose my money, I want to be able to put the money where I think it's going to be best. And I don't feel so bad about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good for that reason. I think it's really good for that reason. I just, um, when I when I get really interested in something, I tend to go a bit like really overboard with it, and I haven't really felt that urge to do that with crypto yet. Like I sort of wanted to logically, but I I haven't felt that yet. So I'm just gonna go with the flow. And if I feel like learning about it one day, then I'll probably learn a lot about it. 
without having to like force myself to if you know what I mean but then again it's maybe because there isn't really too much of a need for of it for me like I'm not that interested in it compared to other things at the moment yeah I understand but you are on here so you are interested um or you wouldn't come on here. It's mostly just because I knew Steffi and Bruce. I just wanted to have a chat with them. <laughs> I don't care about crypto. Oh, well, I love your I just, voice. So I love your voice. I'm glad you're chatting. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, Bruce left, though. I think um, I think he got jealous of Steffi's pancakes and he wanted to go make his own. Kerma says that crypto goes up during a new moon and dumps during a full moon. That's really good to know because you think if people do get all stressed out on a full moon, they probably would dump, right? Hmm. I'm going to test. I'm going to see if this is true here. Let me pull up. There's like a little thing that allows me to like. Uh, look at that exact question. <laughs> See if it's actually true. Or is it better not to know? Let's see. So the full moon, let's see, moon cycles or something. Yeah, moon phases. There you go. Okay. Mm, okay, I added the moon phases here. All right. So let's see. Mm, is he correct? Um, I don't know. It's kind of all over the map, really. Like, it doesn't seem like any definitive, obvious thing. It tends to peak, like, you tend to have these peaks at the. Let me see what color is what on here. Hold on. New moon is in blue. Okay. And the full moon's in white. All right. So, yeah, it kind of like, uh, like things sort of top out during the new moon and they seem to bottom out during the full moon at least on one coin let's try another one <laughs> uh let's see here yeah the the kind of the bottoms are at full moon and you can basically sell on a new moon not bad actually mm. Maybe I'll just do this. Maybe I'll just trade only on a new moon and a full moon. Let me see here. If I were to just simply have bought every single one of the full moon days, that would be the bottom. Sorry, that's really smart. That way, there's only a little bit of time that you really have to spend doing it, right? So then you're not really all in. Yeah, exactly. And it works for me because then I also get to like, sit under the moonlight and then wait hold on am i buying or selling <laughs> i'm uh i'm doing something under the moonlight and it's beautiful like i'll go on a walk at midnight and the moonlight will bathe me and it will be like good luck as well like lunar radiation absorbing into my skin and it will also cure my um my lung disease i really love that purifying your skin yeah that'd be cool I have work in like six hours. I need to go to sleep. Um, good night, everyone. Hope you sleep well. Have a beautiful evening. Sweet dreams. Thanks. Bye.
tell Safi I said bye because I think he's busy scoffing his mouth full of pancakes. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth sit and wonder about the worth and plate ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of pain Mitts, red down days, got em actin' all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexin' broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality Teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.